So that open you just heard, that was the amazing Andre. He played that live and in person on our grand piano. It's pretty sweet, huh? Got a professional musician in the building, yo. <laughs> Got that big, you know, last season budget, yo. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We don't, uh, don't have one at all. Uh, so there's a lot. Okay, we're not, we're not going to delve too much into it. Mm-hmm. But there's just a lot of bullshit hate for um, the season finale. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised. But I still continue to see the band, band wagoning. And I, I did a little study this morning of reading all the hate. And I just, I don't understand what show people thought they were watching. I really don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just sort of, um, it's a pretty lazy kind of take on things, as far as I'm concerned. Um, what do y'all think about that? All of the criticisms I've seen so far can be easily um, answered. A lot of people are like, oh, so John was a Targaryen for nothing. Oh, Danny burned on King's Landing for nothing. Bran become the Three-Eyed Raven for nothing. And I'm like, if you think all of that was for nothing, then you weren't paying attention. Yeah, I agree. And I don't have, and I'm not interested in getting into Twitter fights. I don't, I don't have time to explain to people what they should already know. Um, and you're right. It's a lot of bandwagoning. All of a sudden, everyone's a writer. <laughs> uh, right. Um, I think it's very, it's very easy to see where people can make honest criticisms, and the people that just throw out terms like lazy writing, character development, rushed rushed when they throw out those terms it's very easy to be like oh so you're just trying to make yourself sound intelligent gotcha so i mean it's, i'll listen to your argument if it's original if it's original but if you, if you just got say, solid points if you just keep but going I've seen so far. yeah i'm not yeah because i'm like i'm gonna really want to hear what people had to say about stuff you don't have to like everything i like you don't have to agree you can, you yeah. can even hate on it that's fine but when I started delving into like what is it that you, but and then the, I started reading people's like what they would have done. I'm like I ain't gonna watch that motherfucking show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to know what other people would have done. They just did a bunch of fan theory shit that like would have made no sense, and it would have been you know, it's not a fan service show. I liked it. I really did. I fucking loved it. It was awesome. Ian, I loved it too. I thought it was great, and um, I mean that's why all those people are on Twitter. And not working. Yeah, there you so, go. Just fighting in the street. Then go fuck off. Get in your house. Do something with your life. Yeah. Save a kitten. No, as soon as it ended, we were like, that was amazing. It was awesome. It was perfect. It, it really was, perfect, was perfect, perfect. It was a perfect apropos ending to this entire thing. And a lot of it, all of the stuff, all the moves were explained to me. Except for that Bran seems high as fuck and now all of a sudden Bran's the king. I'm like, you know, maybe Westeros does need a chilled out. The fuck Bran, who's like, Bran goes, I don't need to send a raven. Stand by. I am a raven. Hold on. I'll just, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm looking over the, okay, that's not happening. All right. Dispelling that myth, you know. So-and-so stole my sheep. Like, in disputes, yeah. you want Bran to be Judge Judy. Yeah. Because somebody's going to come in with a tail, and Bran's going to be like, that's not happening. That didn't happen. I was there. Like, he's going to be able to <laughs> yeah. see your shit. Exactly. And meet out justice. And, you know, we only had to put up with him in his lifetime, and then somebody else gets, you know, voted in at the uh, Dragon Pit meetup party. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get through all of it. Let's go a little bit through this this episode. Um, we noticed out of the gate that the opening was different. It was slightly different, yeah. Which I appreciated. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool when they do that. It was really you know. with they, this entire season. Yeah, like the gears and widgets, uh, like, are, are, weren't, like, working fully right um and i and i like that that idea that if if this is what they're getting at that because 
uh, King's Landing is destroyed and it's sort of the beating heart of it all. Then now it's destroyed. Everything can't work properly. Yeah. And I kind of like that because that is like, you know, the capital. It's the seat of power. I kind of like that. That's pretty cool. The yeah. one you said that, I was like, oh, snap. Uh, one thing that really struck me and I loved it was that the Lannister insignia was not over the throne anymore. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, dang. That was yep. pretty cool. Uh, so... I was going back and forth. I'm pretty sure the snow is falling in King's Landing. It yeah. still could be mixed in with some ash. We know the city is probably still on fire and still burning. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a mixture of snow and ash. It looked bluish. Right. Which led me to believe it was snow. I just don't understand the weather. We'll get to this later when we get to the end. I'm like, I couldn't be a weatherman up in Westeros or this part of the world because stuff just didn't make any sense. Anyway. Um, well, no one was dressed for snow, though. Like that one dude in the beginning was walking down with like burnt flesh. Well, he didn't really have any choice on what he was wearing, baby. He got set on fire. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's ash. You think it's ash? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean. I think it's snow. Ash or snow. I think it started with ash and the, the more the episode, snow. yeah, it turned into snow. Fire and ice, baby. Um, so Tyrion's walking through this destruction. He's being trailed by Davos and John, and we see the dead child. We see the flayed man walk by, and then we see the weeping northern soldier. And I thought this was really interesting, uh, the imagery that they used, you know, all these three components. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they hearken back to other things that have happened in the series, but I love the choices they made in, like, showing these visuals of, of Danny and Drogon's destruction. And then they become they come upon that same little girl and her mother that Arya was standing next to that got roasted by Drogon and she's holding yeah. on to the white horse. Again, did Arya just ride the white horse to the edge of the city? I'm not understanding the scale of King's Landing because I know she rode out and then later she pops up. I don't know. I mean, yes, it does. Was matter. she she just saving the horse? I don't know. You know what? The horse needed saving. The horse needed to get out from under that Golden Company stuff, the Wells Fargo army. So <laughs> I'm so glad. Tyrion decides to go and investigate um, the Red Keep, the bowels of the Red Keep, to see what's happened to Cersei and Jaime. And I didn't expect this to happen. Um, and as we go with him, we see this path of destruction that Drogon's cut through the city. I think um, was it Miguel who said that he made the desire was to make the city look like the firebombing of Dresden and boy Mm. did they get that done. It was just, you know, it it was war. It was like rage war. So we follow Tyrion um, on his way up to the city and John offers like, hey, I need to send some guys with you. It's not safe. And he's like, I'm going to go alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then John splits off. I guess he's taking another route. He's sort of surveying the city, and he comes upon Grey Worm, who's about to execute some already cindered, surrendered Lannister uh, army dudes. Yeah. Uh, and him and John kind of beef up about this, and like you know already just from Grey Worm's Grey Worm's face in battle that he was having problems with John's fealty. Mm-hmm. So now we're in direct conflict with Davos having to be like, hey, 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 y'all don't murder each other. Because when John puts his arm on Grey Worm's arm on his arm, hand on his arm, like, what are you doing? You know, both the Northern Army and the Unsullied like pull out their weapons at each other. So you can already tell like there, there's just this split that's happened here. Yeah, and it's just ever dividing. So, um, 
Do we feel like Grey Worm is ever... He's never going to recover from this, is he? I really don't think so. I think he, he's traumatized at this point, and he doesn't realize it. I think after losing Masande, he went down the path um, that Danny very much did and became pretty reckless and just sort of just ruthless. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't matter what it just, well, maybe I have some hope for him. We'll see, you know, where he lands up. So, so he, John is sort of talked out of like interfering Mm because, you know, they're going to throw down in the street and he walks away and, um, gray worm straight up just starts cutting these dudes throats. There's five of them on their knees and it's like his instructions were to murder anyone who served Cersei Lannister and I guess y'all's war uh, rules different than the usual rules of war, but this is her rules of engagement. Again, another sign that if she's giving that kind of order, that is not the order of a just uh, ruler. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when people are already like waving the white flag. Yo, any war, any time, the engagement, the rules of war are, you know, you take a prisoner. Period. You can rehab those guys. They seem pretty malleable. I feel like you could turn a Lannister soldier by nightfall yeah. <laughs> into an Unsullied. They'd probably just cut their own penises off for you. Just saying. Um, so we follow Tyrion through the map room and we see, because the last time we saw, well, one of the last times we saw Jamie and, and Cersei was this route through the map room down to the bowels of the city. So he's retracing those steps. Mm-hmm. And he goes into the small council area there off the court and picks up a torch, and he goes below to search for his siblings. I didn't expect this either. There's a kind of a slight opening where the rubble's fallen down, but he can get through that opening into that skull room. What is that room called? It's not their crypt. There's a name for that whole area that I always blank on. I call it the dragon skull room, but that's where they've died. And as he goes... To the corner there, he sees Jamie's golden hand. Yeah. And then he unearths his brother and his sister. And I got to tell you, I had... This This is another time I've been surprised at my reaction around Cersei's death. Just seeing them, them both lay there. Because he uncovers Cersei's first face first mm-hmm. and just weeps. Yeah. And it's like, this woman reviled you. And tried to have you murdered many times and was just awful to him his entire life. And he's weeping over her. I mean, that got me. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a number of interesting things going on with that because I think I think that this show deals a lot in who you are is based on your actions and not how you're born. And for Tyrion, even though... Um, the actions that all three of the siblings have moved against each other, the blood is still there. The The Lannister name is still there to him. And, you know, he was trying to get Jamie and Cersei away from King's Landing so they could start just a new life and get yeah. away from it. He's such a hopeful fool in a way, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know? you, and, you know, as the show went on, you saw, again, Tyrion making decisions based on his emotion and, and love for the people he cares about versus just the cynical cleverness that we, that we saw in the first couple of seasons. Did you expect either one of you expect like they would be alive? No, no, I don't think so. You thought that they would both be like 
Straight up dead. I'm glad they gave us this moment, that moment, though. I do too. I thought it was a yeah. really powerful moment, especially with the when the Reigns of Casimir played like one last time. Yeah, on the solo cello. That shot too, just the the, the craning up of him mm-hmm. over the rubble, with the two of them laying there. Yeah. I, I just I didn't know I was going to get got like that. Well, and here's my question to you guys: um, Do you think that? Um, Tyrion was ready to turn on Danny after she burned down King's Landing, or was this the final straw for I, him? This had to have been the final straw. I mean, the, he sees the dead child. He sees the weeping soldier. He sees the flayed man. He sees this city that's been his home for the majority of his life in ruins. And then, you know, he comes to his brother and sister, and it's like, what the fuck? You know, I think that was, he was always, he was already on his way there. Mm-hmm. But I think this was a final straw. You know, and probably I've also read into um, Peter Dinklage's performance that he was just upset at all of it. Like, why did Cersei have to push Danny to this point? I read a lot into it that maybe I'm making up, but it's like that kind of just, I freed my brother. I tried to get you guys out of here, but why did Cersei double down? Why didn't she show any mercy? And then you got no mercy. And, you know, Cersei and the, the blood of the city is on the hands of Cersei and Danny. It really is. Yes. Cersei put them in harm's way, thinking that Danny was going to fall for the tender mercies of the innocent, and she didn't. Mm-hmm. So this is also on Cersei. But I, that's why I was so shocked at my reaction. So, sorry, bitch. Um, now we're with Arya walking through this, the destruction, and see, she's kind of tracking John. I feel like she's almost like his bodyguard in, 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 in any moment. Like She's yeah. got this knowledge of who John is, and he's really in the clutches of the dragon, if you will. And he's walking through the Dothraki who are celebrating past the Unsullied, and she's tracking him on this moment. And you're like, when we've had this lineup before, when we've had the Dothraki and we've had the Unsullied lined up like this, you were totally about like, this is Danny's squad. Yeah. We're going to roll in victorious. And in this particular instance, seeing it from John and Arya's point of view, it's horrible. Yeah. I filled mean, with dread and the terror. Whole, exactly. The whole way it was the 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 scene was was shot and set up. This is not a happy turn of events. No. This is a, a tyrant re- replacing another tyrant. Um even just the music w- was cluing us into again not happy turn of events. The music was it, really, really sinister. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw the um the tapestry over the ruins of the Red God, Keep. man. And the colors did not strike you as yeah. the Third Reich. Like, it was yeah. really yeah. straight up Third Reich, yo. Yeah, and and it's it's so weird because you, you've gone through the show and all you wanted before this season was to see Danny victorious and on top. Right. And now that she is, you're sort of betrayed almost like, like not by like the this. character. Yeah, not like exactly. this, girl. Like, if you would just... Look, if Drogon had some sort of special, you know... Uh, fire radar that could just pick off the evil men below and like leave the innocents, you know, fine. This would be a big celebration party. You know, I'd be out, be out there in the middle of the Dothraki because you can't get those bitches to line up in formation. They're like, <laughs> no. we're on the Beyonce tour. You know, we don't line up, y'all. We're not the Unsullied. But I'd be out there in the middle of all those guys, you know, celebrate, you know, it'll be <laughs> some great times. But yeah. this was just such a, it brought home that last episode of the horror that she had wrought. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are these people on the ground, and uh, Grey Worm's at the top. Grey Worm doesn't seem like our Grey Worm. He just seems, 
I mean, as soon as Masande's head came off her body, Mas- Grey Worm, he just he he was gone. Yeah, and out for blood. And I think that was Danny's. You know, she had already lost her child, and now she's lost her her girl. So they were whoo those faces. They they made good on those faces when they walked away. Yeah, John ascends this. You know the broken rubble and steps of the great. Is that the is that the the sept? I don't know my King's Landing. I should know it by now. You would think yeah, that I, I would. Yeah, I think that's the that's the big stairwell that they had Marjorie and and. Is Tom it and is think, it the same one? I think so. Because the stone the steps were red, um, and yeah. I thought the other place was like the Sept of Baylor was the that was the Sept that got oh, blown yeah. up, right? Yeah, oh. I don't so think it was. The same this is steps. the steps of the Red Keep mm-hmm. that the Targaryens built. Yeah, so it was like my house, whose house, my house. Well, that's right because they were in the, well, they were in the. When John goes up there, didn't they just like walk back into the throne room or something? I don't know. Yeah. So that, yeah. I feel like it's all around the Red Keepish thing. Yeah. That's like the highest point of the city, right? Mm-hmm. So Grey Worm is already at the top, and then John ascends, and Danny emerges. Can we talk about how every time Danny makes an entrance <laughs> on this show, it just gets topped every single time? This time, Drogon yeah. lands behind her. She's in the archway, and his wings spread out, and you're like. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! This is the angel of death if I ever saw it. It's just like she's the dragon. She dang, became the dragon. She became the dragon, dude. And uh, I don't know. As much as I was in awe of it, because last you know, remember last episode, I was like, she was tearing shit up, and I'm like, I feel really bad that I'm kind of like, yes, <laughs> you know, but just because a cautious yeah, because she's always been you know a thing of wonder to watch in battle. Mm-hmm. But this time I was completely dampened down and like, dude, she killed children and she killed yeah. the innocents. Yeah. And not only she killed the innocent, she's smiling about it in a really creepy. Well, yeah, she's she's like totally justifying it. She's justifying the, the atrocity. She I really don't think she she sees that the the the. That she actually killed innocent people. I don't she, think she does no, either. She, she does. She keeps yeah. justifying it to herself yeah. that she did it for the future generations. Right. So they didn't have to remember the. Um, it's kind of like okay, here I go. Uh, it's kind of like in spoilers, but in an Endgame, where Thanos says, "I'm going to break down this universe to its last atom," so they don't remember what they lost. Right. It's kind of like this. Yeah. She wiped the slate completely clean. There's so many people. That this is this is a way a tyrant's mind works. It's like you know, I'm. This is good for you. This is yeah, good for you. Exactly. You can't see it. I'm the visionary. I'm smarter. I'm the doer of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but my family's all on fire. No, you just wait. You know, no, no, no. I'm actually dying. Well, I'm not talking to you. It's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what that's what essentially that's what Tyrion said later on in the episode. I mean, that exact same thing. Right. So, uh, the way she's staring out at her forces, the way she addresses them, and then this is this is what she's used to. She's got her squad with her. She's used to them like adoring her. She talks to her blood riders. Um, she recalls the promise that Drogo made to her uh, when she found out she was pregnant. You know, you're gonna burn the 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 guys across the sea, and they're in their iron suits and tear down their stone houses. And so she thanks the Unsullied, you know, now you finally gave me the seven kingdoms, like the promise mm-hmm. that Drogo made to her. 
Um, they're all going ape shit. And then she thanks the unsullied, like you guys are the liberators and you were slaves and now look at where y'all are and, and this is a great day. And by the way, the war's not over. Now, I know we all thought we were going to sit around and have a <laughs> marshmallow roast and take some days off, but we're going to keep on rolling. Yeah. Um, and this speech is... But the war is not over. We will not uh, lay down our spears until we have liberated all the people of the world. From Winterfell to Dorne, cut to John's face. What did this bitch just say? <laughs> yeah. From Lannisport to Carth, from the Summer Isles to the Jade Sea, women, men, and children have suffered too long beneath the wheel. Will you break the wheel with me? And all of our looks from Arya, John to Tyrion are like, Bitch, what? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's gonna, she's, you know. She's dragging Hitler. Yeah. She's she gonna, is she's dragging gonna go Hitler. conquer the world now. So, and again, she's basking in the love that she wanted to get in the North. She didn't yeah. even give the people of King's Landing to like give her like a, a welcome party. You know, it's just like this is what she's, she's been accustomed to. For years now, mm-hmm. is this kind of celebration of her. And I don't know if anybody was paying attention when they were watching the show. The people who did not celebrate her, who diametrically opposed her, ended up getting God. Yeah. I mean, it's her forces that are loving her. Yeah. And that's that's the only love that she gets is, is, is by command. People who are on her payroll. Yeah. And it's not even the type of love she's after. You know, right. It's just, it's just blind servitude. It's not the same thing. Exactly. And then, so we have Tyrion approach. I don't know. I, what did y'all? I, I didn't know if Tyrion was going to try to assassinate her. I thought he was just going to like pull a <laughs> knife or something. <laughs> I <laughs> thought he's yeah. low. Where's he going for? His head comes to like right about. I mean, she's short too. So I'm like, I guess he could get to her heart pretty quick. I mean, then, you know, it could happen. But like, yeah, she's going to he's going to pull a villanelle and slice the back of his artery. His yeah, leg artery. yeah. I mean, like, but you're surrounded. This is not the yeah. place to do this, dude. Yeah. You're a lot smarter than that. And I'm so glad he didn't. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So basically, though, he did come over to um, to look at her, and she just immediately looks down at him and goes, "You you freed your your brother." He's like, "I freed my brother." She's like, "You've committed treason." And she said, "And you slaughtered. I freed my brother, and you slaughtered a city." And he takes off the hand brooch and flings it. Yep. I love what Leslie said. Leslie Jones is like, "Take this jaw, man, shove it." <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, which for Tyrion is a that's a huge bold move, you know, and because yeah. this Unsullied would out here like tamping their sticks down, like that's their that's their way of going woo 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 woo, <laughs> and all those sticks stopped, the spears stopped, and it's like oh shit, what's yeah, gonna happen now? Like, uh... Then I thought now Tyrion's gonna fucking die because he's gonna get like five thousand spears, you know, in his body, uh, but he she just has Grey Worm take him away, and John is like looking at this going down, and when he turns back around, he sees that Danny is just fixated on him with this look and you're like oh whoa yeah what is this look she looks seriously she looks power mad yeah she just drank her own kool-aid and you're just like what and i think i love the way amelia played this because i totally believed that she's people talk about the mad king the mad king and the mad queen to me those terms are different i i feel like the mad king was like had some sort of mental disorder. I feel like with Danny, this is something completely different. I don't think she has a madness in her. 
No, she just has a destructive certainty that this is what her destiny is. And it's so much more common amongst people. Yeah. You know, and and I I think you can access this in a lot of people if they've been fed this destiny story. Again, she's walked out of how many fires? She's delivered how many people from slavery? She's survived so many different events. She's given birth to dragons. Of course she believes all this stuff. Yeah. So... I totally believed it. I loved this performance. Um, so, Danny and John locking eyes with each other, and I'm like, <laughs> I was just so ready for anyone to die in the finale. I was like, is this where John stabs her? Does she stab John? I was just like, who's st- somebody stabbing somebody? I don't know yeah. when it's going to happen, but um, they're playing their love theme. So, are they going to kiss? Are they going to roll on? I had no idea what this is going to head. Yeah, I think it's interesting the the different way she she uh, approaches him then and when they're in the throne room because I think you're right at that point she really was just drunk on power she just lost her hand and she basically sentenced him to death and she's looking at him like I still see you as a threat does she I think that's how you read that thought I think, it wasn't love I don't think he would yeah I don't think she was like threatening him but I, but behind like, her bitch, eyes you're next she, yeah she still sees him as a threat. So when she walks away, it's kind of interesting. She's walking away. You see how tiny and small she is, and she's surrounded by these soldiers. And I thought, what a lonely fucking world you're going to live in, man. Yeah. You're doing exactly what Cersei did. You're driving everyone away. Exactly. And again, like, you know, Cersei, you keep throwing Tyrion in prison. (laughs) I mean, that's just the go-to move for a ruler. And, uh, you know, what am I going to do right now? Oh, uh, where's Tyrion? Throw him in jail. (laughs) Um. And then Arya's right there. She just sneaked up on John. She's like, Phew. yeah, she's teleported. And he's like, so. what? Oh, oh, hey. And she's like, he's like, what are you doing here? She goes, I came to kill Cersei. Because I didn't realize until like I watched it the third time that John has no idea that Arya's in the city. Yeah. True. Like she doesn't tell anybody ever plan. She's there with a the hound. He did. So you're thinking, what is she hanging around for? And uh, she said, I came to kill Cersei. Your queen got there first. She's everyone's queen now, John says. And then she says, try telling Sansa. She knows who you are, who you really are. You'll be a threat to her. I know a killer when I see one. Yep. So everybody is going to be in this episode, this finale. Everyone hits John over the head with, she's bad, she's crazy, she's bad, she's crazy, she's bad, she's crazy, she's crazy, she's she's going to kill you. 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 But this is the beginning of that kind of dude. And I love uh, how Kit played it. He's trying his best to hang on to his loyalty. And you're like, please don't be Ned. Please don't be Ned. <laughs> yeah. Shit, bad shit happens to Stark men in, in uh, King's Landing, please. And I was surprised with the next move because you see John go to see Tyrion in what I'm going to call the, uh, the recently closed pottery barn. <laughs> uh, the cupboard jail I'm like why isn't he in the black cells I don't know yeah that was a little <laughs> where they locked him up was a little odd he's such a he's such a low threat we'll just we're just gonna put him in here in the potting shed you know what's he gonna do uh, and there's they, probably too much debris in the in the cellars that's true yeah so he goes down there to see Tyrion and they have this conversation where Tyrion makes the case he makes a case for I know this is going to seem crazy, but you need to kill her. Yeah. 
And I love the little line where Tyrion's like, you know, Varys was right. And we're all like, we could have told you this, Tyrion. And he goes, <laughs> well, my ashes will say to, no, Varys' ashes will say to my ashes, see, yeah. I told you. Um, and then he asked John about the afterlife. Again, we always have watched over this on the show. I feel like the characters don't make enough deal of it. Like, he's resurrected. You know, I would have a t-shirt on that. That would be merch at, like, Winterfell in the gift shop. Like, yeah. by the way, Jon Snow resurrected from the dead. So he asked him about the afterlife, and it got me thinking, and I don't know this for sure. We'll never know this for sure, and I guess until we read George uh, George's books. Is John immortal? Hmm. Is it true, like, what is dead may never die is really real in this case? It's something to think about. I had this feeling about it when... That could be interesting. When At the end, but I was like, just looking at John, I'm like, it's the point of John... Not only to like do what he does, but that he lives for a very long, long time. Hmm. You know, maybe immortal for this world is you live a thousand years. I mean, that's pretty fucking immortal. I don't know. Um, so John keeps doubling down and saying the war is over. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. <laughs> she's going to snap out of it. She's going to be fine. You know, she's she doesn't really mean it. You know, they're not going to build a wall. He's they're a, not going to separate children from their parents. <laughs> you know, the economy is going to be great. Everything's going to be great. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But the KKK is not going to be in the street. Yep. They're not going to burn down churches. They're not going to do any of that. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And John and, and Tyrion's over here going, dude. <laughs> He's in such denial. I mean, it's maddening almost. And you're like, don't be net. Yeah, like everyone's telling them. Tyrion, Sansa, uh, Arya. Arya. They're like, dude. Dude. And you're the only one who can do anything about it. And John has this thing about, like, because he talks about blood and fire, and John's like, do you think our house words are stamped on our bodies when we're born? I'd be fire and blood, too. Yeah, and this is what I mean about the, the show's message about identity. You know, st- uh, John, no matter what he f- discovered, is is a Stark in the end. You know, no matter what, I think. I think so, too. And I mean, what's more opposite from a Targaryen, Targaryen than a Stark? No you know? one ever really calls him Aegon. No one ever no. says it. They don't ever, and he doesn't feel Targaryen to me. Mm-mm. No. Well, only the only eight, only the eight people know it, or the seven now, because Varys is dead. Do we think I that? Don't think I, the word I got ever the got feeling out. that yeah, that he just he piled up all of those uh, ravens to send out and little bird messages, and they didn't get anywhere. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows. I mean, if I was Varys and I was committing treason in a castle where my queen is like a thousand feet away, I would probably get those out as soon as possible. But the show did not make a point to let anyone let us know that that was confirmed because wouldn't yeah. they be crying for John? But did they say it in the in that count? Okay, we'll get there in a minute. So, um, but Tyrion gets John on this line of questioning of like, look, man. John's like, look, you would have done the same thing. You weren't out in the battlefield, blah, blah, blah. He's doing this like really like magical gymnastics trying to figure out like, you know, she had her reasons. And Tyrion's like, you, would you have done the same thing? Would you have gotten on the back of a dragon? You've been up there. Would you have done this? If you believed that in your message so much, would you do it? And John's face tells us he probably wouldn't. So Tyrion starts winning this argument. And he says in his one last plea, there's a couple of things that I think convinced John. He goes, I know you love her. I love her too. Not as successfully as you, but I believed in her with all my heart. And then have this little conversation about love is more powerful than reason. 
And Tyrion says, we yeah. all knew that. Look at my brother. Well, look at Tyrion. Look at Tyrion. That's exactly what I've been saying. Yeah. And John is, love is the death of duty. And uh, he tells Tyrion that Aemon Targaryen said that, ironically, at the wall. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion says, sometimes duty is the death of love. You are the shield that guards the realms of men. You've already tried to do the right thing, no matter the cost. You've always tried to do the right thing, no matter the cost. It's a terrible thing I'm asking. It's also the right thing. And then he makes it very clear one more time that John is the threat and that he, she's not going to stop executing men and gives very big examples of like she killed the Marines, She killed the nobles. She's crucified people. She burned up the cows. And these were all evil men yeah. on the way to making the argument of when are you going to end up being the evil man that she needs to kill for yeah. reasons. And at the same time, that that's what he was talking about. You know, he says, imagine being thinking that you're doing the right thing all the time and people are telling you that you're doing the right thing all the time. Would you let anything stand in your way of what you think is the right thing? Right. And that, that was powerful to me. Yeah. And then he makes this point that I think, um, Tyrion talks about, and your sisters. Do you see them bending the knee? Yeah. And John's like, you know, they don't get to choose. She's the queen. And Tyrion's like, you have to choose. And you have to choose right now. There's no sitting around it, pondering on it. You have to make this decision right now, John, which goes back to Eamon saying to him, there comes a time in everyone's life when they have to choose. An old Targaryen's words about a Targaryen in the future. Again, Aemon Targaryen could have been king. Could he not have? There's something about that, right? Yeah. His brother was killed, and he could have come to King's Landing to be king. Why did he go to the wall? I've I written about it. I've forgotten just, it. I think he just didn't, he didn't want it. He didn't want it. I think it was somewhere like he abdicated the throne. I think he was the actual next in line. He might, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's like, I don't want that. So one Targaryen ruler on the way, you know, to another one. Mm-hmm giving him this advice. Do you think he abdicated because he knew Daenerys was out there? Or that Viserion was out there? I don't think it had anything to do with uh, Danny and Viserys. I think it was just his own personal politics of, and philosophy of like, Hmm. and and it might have been something to do with maybe the Targaryens just need to sit down for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There was something about that. Um, And he became a maester, you know. So... At the wall. At the wall. He was the maester at the wall. He was the one who died of a ripe old age because he made this decision. So John walks to the Red Keep. I I don't know what to make of it, but it was like really beautiful that there's this pile of rubble and it turns out to be Drogon napping with a snowfall covering him and or Ash. And I feel like Drogon was like tired because he did just burn up an (laughs) entire fucking city for I don't know how many hours that took. Yeah, he got a sore throat. He got a sore throat. (laughs) He's sleeping it off. But there was this really, I knew something was up the way John walks up to Drogon. Drogon comes out of the snow, shakes it off, and then they're just face to face. Mm. By the way, what a beautiful shot. Yeah. But they're, you know, Drogon's down on his level. They're right, looking right at each other. And Drogon's like, okay, it's just you. All right, I'm I'm going back to sleep. And then John walks into the darkness. We fade to black out of this scene. 
And then Danny emerges from the darkness on the other side, walking into the throne room. And I was like, good on your show. <laughs> I liked that little transition. It was simple, but very effective. Um, and when she walks into the throne room, we go back to her vision in the House of the Undying. She walks up to the throne. There's snow and or ash all over the floor. And this time she touches the, um, the Iron Throne. Again, the, the, the episodes named The Iron Throne were all about this. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. someone's going to get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know who or how. To this point, I'm still not even, you know, thinking John's going to do it. I'm still thinking Arya's somewhere in King's Landing, and she likes to stab the shit out of things. Yeah. And do Danny's eyes sometimes turn green? I'm still on that shit, you know. I'm not even. Yeah, I was looking. I was well, when we had that profile shot. I was trying to look at her eyes. Her like, eyes turn what green. What color are they? They're supposed to be violet, you know. Says so they didn't the do books, that on yeah. the show. So yeah. she's up there admiring the throne, and again, she's got that crazed look on her face, like it's finally here, and she's just so giddy and so happy. She turns to see John standing in the the doorway on the other side of the great hall. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the the whole fucking wall's gone. It's just the throne sit there, you know, backlit with a gray burning sky. Mm-hmm. And she starts telling this little cheery story about how her brother talked about how the throne was made of a thousand store, uh, swords of Aegon's enemies. And like, and I couldn't even count to 20. And he's like, you burnt up yeah. children, girl. See, that? that's that, you know, that disconnect that, you know, what do they call that? You know, that... Um... Willful ignorance. Yeah, but the, what, what is it? You're not a psychopath. You're a uh, sociopath. Yeah, yeah. You're just yeah. completely. There's no. She's been so dehumanized. Yeah. I think. She. I don't think she's lived in the real world since well, she was born. No, I mean she's she's either been somebody's subject or she's been somebody's ruler. Right. Like forceful, like forceful subject, or someone's forceful ruler. And I bring this up all the time, but it's becoming more significant now that this has happened. But again, the the scene where she breaks up with Dario Naharis yeah. and she's like, I didn't feel anything. I didn't think that would be such a big precursor to what happened in here. It really is. She didn't, doesn't feel anything about burning up a city full of a million people. Right. And she's like smiling at him and like, and she does. I don't yeah. Know. She yeah. is smiling I'm, I'm, at I'm him. looking at it going, damn, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't even see people. She just sees, again, another obstacle that she has to overcome. She just keeps this whole little interchange here. Just, you know, he's like, forgive Tyrion. You know, why are you killing Lannister soldiers? They've, they've surrendered. What the fuck are you doing? And she's like, we can't, behind, uh, can't hide behind small mercies. The world we need won't be built by the men loyal to the world we have. And John says, the world we need is a world of mercy. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. And she says, well, it will be. It's not easy to see something that's never been been before, a good world. He's like, how do you know? How do you know it'll be good? She goes, because I know what is good. Yeah, yeah. that moment I was like, okay, you're a full-on tyrant now. Yeah. Wow. And Those then are she the says, words of a fascist. And then here's what's surprising. She goes, and so do you. And he goes, I don't. Because a wise person admits that they don't know shit. That's the beginning of wisdom, right? And she goes, you do. You've always known. And he goes, what about everyone else? All the other people you think, who think they know what's good. She goes, they don't get to choose. Yeah. Be Fuck. with me. Build the new world with me. And then she proposes that they break the world together. And I'm like, bitch, didn't you just, just pr- 
promise the same thing to the yeah. Blood Riders any, and the Unsullied. Yeah, any ruler who promises a new world order needs to be put out immediately. Yes. <laughs> That's like 3,000 red flags right there. Well, Which and she, this, I, go ahead. She also, she, you know, she mentioned, and it made me think in that conversation, she was like, you know, you've executed, you have to execute people who, you know, um, disobey you or, or against you. And it breaks you. your heart, yeah. And I thought of them at the wall where, where he had to execute um Ollie. Ollie and those guys, the the, yeah. the traitors. But then again when you know when the wildlings wouldn't bend the knee, John didn't do anything to them. Right. And then right. he and welcomed then, them and he said, Be part of us. That's what Sam said in the and first that, episode yeah. when he when he told John what Danny did. And John again tries to reason, you know, they didn't bend the knee and you know, Sam Sam says, You've forgiven people for worse. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then with the Tyrion conversation, he's like, and Sam said the same thing. It's like, you wouldn't, they both know he wouldn't have done something like that. In that situation, with that amount of power, he wouldn't have abused it. We always say this, don't we? That the people who should be in charge of things rarely want to do it. Yeah. You know, they're not blinded by the ambition. But I tell you, I am so on the uptake. So when he says... You are my queen now and always. And they kiss. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I know what's going to happen. Now I know what's going to happen. Because his hands went out of, like, he's holding her face. Yeah. And, you know, when they sh- you shoot scenes with actors, a lot of actors, especially a woman who has a small face, you don't want a guy with a big hand, like, putting it. So they, they have right. to do the other opposite hand to show the tender thing. But in this case, I was watching where his hands were. I'm like, Whoa, what's going to happen? And when he dropped his hand out of the frame away from her face, I'm like, oh, fuck. And then we heard the... That that took me completely by surprise. I did not... First of all, I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought it was going to end and she was going to be this tyrant. Yeah. And that's how it is. You know, it, that's the ending. We get another tyrant. I Right up until that second where his hand dropped out of frame, I'm like... Oh, she's just going to be crazy, and then this whole thing's just going to end with, and they all got set on fire. Yeah. But when his hand dropped, I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to fucking kill. <gasps> he's a sh- Yeah. I was like, what? shanked her. <laughs> then it was all about, you know, Drogon's downstairs napping. Then it was all like, <laughs> yeah. He's going to kill you, John. And John kill you. almost can't comprehend or like believe what he's done. Yeah. John, Kit, again, Kit is so amazing. He's yeah. just like, I don't know what to do. He's killed his love. Another woman's died in his arms this time, you know. I mean, he basically ran his dagger through her heart, guys. Mm-hmm. Again, images. Do you think he had needle? Does he have needle? I don't know. No, I didn't recognize it, it as needle. I mean, it wasn't long claw because how would you? No, it wasn't long claw. It was a dagger for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a dagger. So, like, he runs her through. Hopefully it's Valerian Steel. If you're going to murder Targaryen, at least be respectful. Um, but, you know, and, and there's, again, there's no words from her. There's no last words. I love that this show didn't give people stupid monologues as they die. And there's yeah. that look on her face, too, like, I can't believe it. She doesn't get a chance to even process anything because, you know, when you get shivved in the heart, you out. Yeah, she died quick. But there is kind of part of that old prophecy about... Um, the prince that was promised, bringing about the end of the long night. Exactly, and this is what this Arya is... brought about the end of the long night, and so did John, because this would have been skies filled with ash forever and ever. Yeah, yeah, 
and this is this is why I look at oh John was brought back to life for nothing. What do you mean for nothing? He had to be brought back to life to do this. Yes, he was the only person that could have done this. Well, and also I've been saying I think everybody knows this, right? If you fuck with the Starks, you're gonna get got. They are the law of the land. They follow the old gods. They don't want to be in your fucking business. I mean, Sansa had to learn, right? But they don't want your shit. Ned got drugged into into Robert's crap. Cersei fucked with Sansa. Everybody was out, like, you know, looking for Arya to murder her. And then, you know, Bran got pushed out of the tower by Jaime Lannister every time somebody fucked with the Stark. They got got. Ramsay kills Rickon. It's like you know? the full circle of, of the Mad King killing uh, Brandon Stark. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. This I is, mean, it's also this first... is that Yeah, that's that check coming back around, you know. It's like, yeah. okay. And this also mirrors, you know, Jamie killing Aegon. Yes. You know? Yes. John the Queenslayer. Oh, that's right. He's a Queenslayer. John queen is straight up the Queenslayer. Wow. So, um, so, Drogon does appear. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. This is the last one ever. They can do whatever they want to. Kit is fixing to be a Stark burger. I thought they were gonna they're gonna mirror how you know Jamie and, and Cersei went out. Yeah, I me too. Was, I thought the the screen was just gonna be filled. They're gonna with hold fire each other and, and die. Yeah. But what I loved about it was Drogon. You know, mom's dead. He nudges her. My heart was breaking because that's his mom's, and he's nudging her like, "Come on, get up. Come on, get up." Yeah. I guess he doesn't know how daggers it's work. Very Lion King. <laughs> very Lion King. And then, you know, he looks at John like, what the fuck, yo? And you're like, oh, man. He gets that little fireball in his throat. And this is what made me absolutely love this finale. I was already digging it and loving it. He, he burns the shit out of the Iron Throne. Yeah. And don't tell me, like, dragons aren't sentient human beings. This fucking thing that you made me murder all these people about. I had to believe that Drogon felt bad about what he did. Maybe he wasn't even napping. Maybe he was in mourning for what he had done. Because they know the difference between right and wrong. They're not just mindless idiots. The yeah. dire wolves, wolves have their own agency. And so do, do dragons. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just like, I did this for her. And then now what's happening to her? And another Targaryen, another just leader. Is he reading as a, as a pure leader, a Targaryen, the prince that was promised? Drogon saw something in Jon. Mm-hmm. And when he saw what he had done, he could have easily just blasted him and the throne. No, he takes the throne out. Fuck this thing that she did all this shit in the name of. We're here for this. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was great. So apropos. And then I loved that, you know, Jon lays her down. And Drogon picks her up and flies away. What the fuck? Yeah, that was nuts. And it just fades to black, and you're like, "Is, is that it?" Is that it? <laughs> if they had, you know, I've been like, "Okay, I mean, I would have been all right." But I was just like, "Shit!" But like, where did where does he go with her? I don't know. Does he take her back to Valeria, where it all started, where the Targs? Does he take her back to the ruins and lay her down somewhere? Does he? I don't know. I love that I, I'll be thinking about that for a long time. I love open-ended endings that somehow give you closure but also leave kind of like, yeah, what happened? Yes. What, where's, where does Drogon go? Um, so John's whole reaction just 
watching this fucking thing. Again, Aegon Targaryen built this thing out of the swords of his enemies, which is just where Danny was going to go to. She was going to add a few more thousand swords to this fucking throne. And he brings about... For me, I read it as he brought... the Winter is coming in the form of the Starks. Yeah. So the ash Danny brought about upon the city, now the snow is falling. I think that was a show telling you that you did the fire part, we're the ice part, that's why it's snowing now at King's Landing. Yeah, that was so really cool. the winter came, and she brought about the long... He, he ended the long night, so I think that prophecy is several of the Starks, including Sansa, including Bran. Um, so John, um, so now I feel like there's time passes, right? Cause we fade to black. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks now. So Tyrion's still in the pottery barn. He's not showering. He's a little shaggy for worse for the wear. He's not going to the, the King's Landing barber. He looks all messed up. And Grey Worm is walking him out to this meetup in the tent in the dragon pit where we've been before with Cersei when they're trying to do the, the uh, PowerPoint on here's how <laughs> yeah. White Walkers work. And there's this really strange smattering of people. I was caught off guard I by... I was totally caught off guard. Who are these people? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's going on now? And just, I think the out-of-joint thing was like, is Grey Worm just rolling under his own steam? Because we learned quickly that Tyrion's a prisoner and Jon's a prisoner. Yeah. And the council sitting there is Edmar, Edmure Turley, Sam Tarley, Bran, Yara Greyjoy, Gendry, Sir Brienne, Davos, Arya, Robin Aaron, who got long bottoms apparently, Jan Royce, uh, some Prince of Dorne, so the new ruler, uh, who's a sloucher, uh, a dude from the Vale, maybe a Martell, a Riverlands Lord, and then this Lord Une who rolls with the Baratheons. But anyway, all these unnamed people do not matter. It's just these are the people who are left after all this bullshit has gone down. Yeah. Right. So there's the enough last time of to the, the highborns. Yeah, I guess the last the the last of the nobles of nobles, Westeros, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed the reeds weren't there. Oh snap! They're not gone and dead at all. So, or the Karstarks, or the Karst. Well, the Karstarks. I thought Alice Karstark was the last of them, and they all died on the battlefield. Anyway, it was really interesting that they chose these people. Um, but you never really saw the Reeds at court, so they just brought in. It was just they brought in Joja and Mirren, Jojen and Mira, Amira for the that whole journey thing, and then it was just like we're never going to see the. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Uh, and so Sansa's demanding to ask where John is, and Grey Worm's like, "You ain't going to get John." Yeah, so I think he's taken up like the hand possession, because like, isn't when the the king or queen is like not able to rule, the hand steps in their place. Well, she makes she makes Grey Worm. I left this out earlier. She makes Grey Worm the master of war, so he has a title and a position in her yeah. army, and he's probably he's the last representation. Yeah, he mm-hmm. says it's their city, and they, right. they they've taken the city. So it's like it's like uh, an occupation. We're the occupiers. Yeah. yeah. So you answer to us, and he I does think have he's this taken authority. That up on himself. Yeah. So he's he's like justice has to be served. What? I guess this is the only thing that kind of jarred me. A couple of things about the unsullied Grey Worm and the Dothraki. I don't see any of these people taking this lightly. I feel like they would murder John. 
Well, they're surrounded. I mean, they've occupied the city, but like Sansa said, you're surrounded by Northmen. If you do something to my brother, yeah, we'll, all these motherfuckers, we'll and, he goes, and, and, he, and he threatens her back, he goes, yeah, we'll come and get us. Yeah, I think it was Grey Worm's um, decision not to kill John because he didn't, he didn't want more of that happening. He really thought there was something in him that was maybe, like... Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he was, again, pretty ruthless with those, with those um, remaining Lannisters in the streets. So why they didn't just immediately kill Jon, I'm not entirely sure. I think maybe it's because they saw that Danny made Tyrion a prisoner and they thought we might as well make him a prisoner too. I guess that's what, what she would have done. I don't know. It's interesting. Or maybe because they knew that she loved him. I don't know. But like murdering their queen after Masande was killed, it was the only leap I had to make where I was like, wouldn't Grey Worm just go straight Rezzer crazy and just murder John and like everybody within arm's reach? Yeah, I don't know. That was the only one. And then the other thing that was weird is that um, everybody starts threatening everybody and then Yara starts backing up Danny and going, we pledged our, our, our shit to Danny. You know, and John needs to be brought to justice. And Arya just looks over and goes, if you don't stop threatening my brother, I'm going to cut your throat, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't been hanging out with you. I don't know you. We don't drink together. We don't play cards. I will <laughs> fucking straight up cut you. And Davos is like, look, we've been cutting throats for a long time. Can we just stop? Always Davos with the yeah. reason. He's just a great negotiator. Yeah. I can't believe he made it through all this bullshit. I can't. Just, <laughs> it's just staring at people in the middle of battle. Yeah. I'm staring at you. <laughs> Um, so he offers Grey Worm uh, and the Unsullied what? He gives them the Reach, all the lands in the Reach, since everybody over there is fucking dead. Yeah. And I love that Grey Worm is like, we're not here for payment, man. We don't want your money. Yeah. We want justice. And Jon Snow cannot go free. So Tyrion, who's standing here, I just found this another moment where I was like, Tyrion looks like he's been road hard and put up wet. He's just mangy and he's standing there making a case for what should be decided you know like how this should be decided and gray worm is like no we're gonna do it this way and he's like it's you don't get to say you don't get to decide and gray worm's like shut up and he's like no i'm sorry i know i'm in chains i know i'm standing here in this way but you really don't get to decide yeah and hats off to gray worm because He's like, okay, well, I will follow the protocol. You know, the the I got from this, the unsullied in general, they they're very disciplined. I mean, like they are disciplined. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, if you need a king or a queen, you need to decide that right now so we can get on to business. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, going back to the whole John thing, okay, if I'm thinking if Danny's last command as a ruler was to kill all that that served Cersei Lannister. John never served Cersei. And since that was her last request, that he didn't kill John on her behalf. Does that make sense? Maybe. I'm still trying to reason with it. It was just very odd because I would just think that he's just itching to kill John when he sees him not murdering everybody in the but name I, of... I, I think he, he wasn't... Um, I don't think he's he saw himself in that sort of uh, seat of authority. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he, I mean, up until now, he he was serving Danny, and the Unsullied are not, you know, an authoritative 
group or an army. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I mean, he thought that wasn't his his choice to make. I'm not, I just remember at the time it being slightly jarring. And then it was slightly jarring that Tyrion was getting to decide how they were going to rule. And he was like, you know, we should probably just decide that here. I love that Sam goes to suggest. But Tyrion is still, I mean, he's still, uh, uh, you know, a nobleman. He's that's just, true. You know, he's still a, oh, you know, that's he's a the point. last of his point. house. He is a house Lannister. He's still, so. mm, okay. So maybe that, that holds sense. some sway. So, <laughs> okay, before we get to Sam, well, so Sam suggests, you know, maybe we don't need a king or queen. Maybe the people should decide and nobody laughs him out of the room. Well, yeah, because I my think, dog should decide. Maybe my horse should decide. I think because it's funny because I think that's like the the um the common solution to a story about a dictator. Yeah, is that it turns from a, a dictatorial government to a democracy, <laughs> and that was Joe being like, we're "Yeah, not doing that." And it's the same way they weren't like, "We're just gonna have a council," and because that's always a another well, I guess, common. I guess solution they rolled well. with the electoral college in this particular situation, you know. Yeah, always <laughs> probably taking the pulse of, of Westeros. Um, then I love this. Can we just hats off to Tobias Menzies, who's <laughs> been on the show a handful of times, and every time he is, he's either some hapless fuck or he's the comic relief. As Caitlin's, uh, Catalan's younger brother, he stands up and does this really shitty Beto O'Rourke kind of like campaign speech. Uh, <laughs> I about, did this, you know, and I did this, and I think survivor I would be good. of two wars. This bitch wasn't even at any of the ones we've seen. He wasn't at Bob, he wasn't at the Battle of Winterfell. What kind of war you been at? You couldn't even set your daddy's like funeral pyre on the lake on fire. Like, where, the, where the fuck fuck. was he? He's was been he a prisoner just... this entire time until Arya murdered all the Freys, which nobody brings up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he just stayed there in River Run. Probably just this guy. Like, he went to a tailor's here. on the way to this meeting because he's all <laughs> fancied up. But I love how Tobias Menzies just has handed himself to Game of Thrones as the idiot. <laughs> yeah. Because Sansa basically is like, "Sit down, bitch, Uncle. Please sit." He's yeah. it. And uh, then he goes and he <laughs> and, like, whacks people are himself. Tr- are, like trying not to like. They won't wow. look at him. Like even Sam is looking away like, oh shit. <laughs> but he whacks his uh, sword into the hole there. <laughs> yeah. and, and no, Tobias had to have suggested that. He's just, he's a guy who just takes the piss out of all of this. So good on you, Tobias. It was good to see. It, it was funny. Then Tyrion decides to, you know, make this decision. He says, you know, Someone said, well, Edmund goes, well, you probably want the crown to Tyrion. And he goes, oh, no, 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 not me. Uh, yeah. No, you don't want me. That's not my, that's not me. But I have had time to think, you know, in the recently closed Pottery Barn about this. And he gives us a lovely little speech. He says, what unites people? Armies? Gold? Flags? He shakes his head. Stories. There's nothing more powerful in the world than a good story. Nothing can stop it. No enemy can defeat it. And how and who has a better story than Bran the Broken, the boy who fell from the high tower and lived? And then he goes on to say he's our memory and the keeper of all our stories. Who better to lead us into the future? And Sansa, who's telling her brother's business in the streets, <laughs> says, and I don't know how she knows this. I guess it's how John hugs people and knows that they're pregnant. The Starks are weird. She says he can't father any children. So apparently... She's got her urology yeah. uh, degree. Brand's like, what the fuck, Sansa? Oh, God, don't tell me shit. This, That's my business. <laughs> we don't have time for this. Um, <laughs> so 
Tyrion's like even better, you know. He won't have children that'll grow up to torture us, you know. Just one and done with this guy. Yeah. And then he turns to Grey Worm, and I loved this moment between Grey Worm and Tyrion, where he goes, "This is the wheel that our queen was trying to break. This cycle of it just gets handed on to somebody just because of a name." Mm-hmm. Um. And then he declares, and again, this is a moment where I was like, "Okay, I want to go with it." From now on, rulers will not be bored, born. They will be chosen on the spot by the lords and ladies. And I'm like, so we're rolling with an oligarchy then, right? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I mean it's, it's better than before, right? Yes. And then he it, turns It'll to, eventually get to a republic or a democracy. Right, or whatever. Eventually. Yeah, exactly. It'll take him a while to figure it out. And then a lot of people will leave and start America. And then elect Donald Trump eventually. Um, Arya's, you know... <laughs> Got to get that unsullied vote. Yeah, I got to got to go gerrymander that shit. Um, and then he turns to Brandon and goes, I know you don't care about cow- power, but if I ask you now, if we choose you, will you wear the crown? And Bran, who always is just weird as fuck and looks high, <laughs> says, why do, I th- why do you think I came all this way? So he's been playing us from the beginning. I think you've been playing us. <laughs> you got to save me now. You got to do this. You got to do that. I brought my own chair. <laughs> we don't have an Iron Throne. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. Uh, well, we, see, just we just need to build ramps. Yeah, we just need to ADA like, this motherfucker. That's here, the yeah. thing. It's like he saw all of this happening, and we, we've always been like, "Why don't you do do something?" But he finally learned the lesson that the uh, other three eyed Raven said is like, "You can't interfere." Right. So that's like well, that's why he's sitting there. Yeah, he's not doing anything. Just kind of like. And then, he, then he's like, himself. at the day, he's like, well, why do you think I came here? Yeah. I, I loved it. I loved that the show went like, wow. Mm-hmm. It was sitting there right in front of us the entire time. However, can we talk about Bran the Broken and how that is just really ableist and shitty <laughs> to just perpetually remind this guy that he can't walk? I think it, it would, the idea was to uh, show that anyone can be king. I think that's what I was getting from it. Yes. I mean, I know that. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> does this have to be on the King's Landing merch, you know, Brand the Broken? Do we have to, can we just tone they that shit down? They were going for that alliteration. Dude. Um, and so they all go around the room and like everybody's you know down for it. He gets a unanimous vote until we get to Sansa, who's like, okay, I love you, little brother. Yeah. You're like really cool and stuff. Um, but we most definitely are not going to be bending no knee to nobody, even you. Yeah. And asks, you know, she doesn't, she sort of asks slash demands that the North be free of this bullshit. Like, I'm older yeah. than you. <laughs> I'm older than you. Um, I can kick you out of that fucking chair, bitch. Uh, and he grants it. He Well, he bobs his head at her. Yeah. So then it becomes, you know, Bran the Broken of the Sixth Kingdoms. Yeah. I think it makes complete sense that a lot of people were around. Because, I mean, like, who is more objective than Bran, this emotionless person <laughs> in a wheelchair that knows the history of the world? Right. And then can, can pop in on any moment in history. I mean, it makes complete sense. Well, and then in the in this kind of like whiplash moment, he makes Tyrion in his hand, and I was like, "What's happening?" Uh, yeah, and I was on Tyrion's at one like, point. Uh, no, yeah. that wasn't in the script. Tyrion, who's uh, just seen too much shit, he's like, <laughs> "I don't want any of these titles." There was a time when I just wanted these titles. I just wanted a you know a girlfriend. I just wanted to drink myself to death and be the master of coin or whatever. And he's like, "Nope, you're gonna pay for your fucking mistake." Grey Worm's like, "No way, dude. He's he's my prisoner." Yeah. And Bran, in his first act of being king, goes, uh, I'm king now? 
and I can do what I want and he's going to be the hand and he's going to suffer through this fucking job and he's going to make up for all the terrible mistakes he's made. I thought that was a good, that was a really I good touch. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was awesome. Loved it. And it, it was like at that point, you know, when he's like, I, I don't want it. He's like, I think at some time in this speech, he's like, at one time I used to, you know, think myself clever. Right. You know, and and we've seen all the missteps that, uh, and bad decisions and advice he's given because he's been giving it on, you know, his emotion. or And his ego, and yeah. His ego. And then now it's like, this was like just pure what's best. It's like a, ver- a very yeah. varies decision. It was a very varies decision. You know, what is best for the realm. Right. So. Right. I thought that was. That was I kind of saw this as that. his Barry's era. Yeah, you know, he's this had is this his wise. Yeah. He's witnessed Littlefinger and the way he's done things. He's seen Varys up close. He's seen you know rulers doing their worst, the absolute worst. I mean, who better to counsel yeah, you better? than someone who's been yeah. in the fire, literally, yeah. and come yeah. out the other side? Uh, so then Tyrion goes to visit John. Now John's in the black cells. I don't understand. Why do you put? John in the black cells, or a cell, and you put him in the pottery barn. Anyway, locations, locations. And he tells him, hey, man, you know, um, I tried to reason with everybody, but um, they're going to send you to the wall. And John, like the rest of us, is like, they still got a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're still doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, oh, yeah, we totally got to keep that prison pipeline open. Like, I mean, we got broken things and bastards and assholes we got to send somewhere. Um, so you go into the wall. For the next yeah. time, the next thousand years when this happens. Right. And then, you know, John's having this moment like, should I have killed Danny? Should I have done that? That's got to weigh heavy on his heart. You know, he's a Stark. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be thinking about that forever. And Tyrion's like, it was the right thing. You know, gives him as much comfort as he can. And We'll see in 10 years. We'll see in 10 years. What, yeah. do, you, what do you mean? What do you think he meant by that? I think Tyrion is is not entirely sure about it either. Um, we don't I know think, if Branch is going to go completely crazy. No, but I, I think... Um, Will I the think piece it'll, hold? It'll be an adjustment, I think. Now that the the throne is gone and that there's no, uh, you know, secession of power as there was before, I think there there will be definitely an adjustment. You know, Winterfell's an independent kingdom now. Uh, they don't know what's west of Westeros. They don't know what's north of the Wall just yet. Um, so I think Tyrion is like, yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes. I think it'll be good, but I think in terms of the stability of Westeros, the coin is still flipping. It's a good point. And I love that nobody's patting themselves on the back going, oh, it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then John says they probably won't see each other again. And Tyrion's like, oh, you know, <laughs> you know how these things go. Um, I might fuck this up as hand of the king, hand of the king. And again, I'll be seeing you on the wall, pissing over the edge before you know it. So I kind of feel like Tyrion may make that trip, but I, I, I don't know. I it'll think so, too. I think so. Um, I think he's fond of John. I think he is too. I think they really have a lot of mutual respect and love for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, then John makes his Beyonce exit. Uh, he's escorted now by two uh, brothers of the Night's Watch. Yeah, and he's rocking his old furs and his original haircut. When you said that, I was like, "Oh, he is. It is yeah. the old John. It's it's his his uh previous look before he got the slick back Ned hair." Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes that last look toward the ships from the wall there. 
That was pretty iconic. Okay, here's another thing. This is another thing that was a little bit jarring. So the Dothraki, the sworn blood riders of Daenerys Targaryen, who has so many fucking names, you can't fit them on one piece of merch, are just chilling, walking through King's Landing? Maybe they decided to stay. Well, I mean, obviously they did, but they're not out for blood. They're not, like, going to take out those two brothers of the Night's Watch and kill John. I don't, I don't think. They're yeah, sworn I don't know. blood riders of no. Daenerys Targaryen. Maybe they had a pact with the Unsullied or something, and they decided not to. So they were, they were going to follow the Unsullied with whatever the Unsullied did. Yeah, if they no, Unsullied went to really war, a then they went to leader. War. Those guys seem a little bit Yeah, like, they're just going, eh. Yeah, we'll we're not, we're not entirely do. sure if they're actually just going to stay in King's Landing or try, try to go somewhere else. Whether they stay or not, I mean, I think that's cool that there's Dothraki in King's Landing. I just thought, like, if you're, if you're John and you're going to the Wall, if you're John and you're going to the Wall, you don't just roll with just two brothers of the Night's Watch when there's an entire town of Unsullied and Dothraki wandering the streets. Yeah. Again, it was just slightly distracting that it's a blood oath that they've all taken with Danny. Yeah. Is you know has Grey Worm issue to do not touch or is that blood oath? Are they beholden to to that blood oath if Danny is dead? Well, they do kind of feel this way about their cows. As soon as they fall in battle, they're like they go to the next person who you know, like fuck that bitch. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Whoever so maybe it's like Brand to... the uh, the dude in the chair. I guess we'll roll with Brand the broken. And we follow that blonde haired chick out of like you yeah. know we got a woman president, so we'll see how that worked out. Let's <laughs> go with this dude. He seems high. He's on that good shit. Um. So John walks past Grey Worm on his ship, and I thought, again, my mind sometimes is just like, is he just going to jump down there and just <laughs> fucking straight razor kill John? Is this how it's going to go? But the show hasn't been going in this direction. I just thought, he is eyeballing John. Yep. Yeah. Is it, did you read that as disrespect, anger? I think, I think there's he some was anger in there. Anger, letting John know that he's not going to forget what he We're did. We're not good. We're not yeah. good, yeah. Because he's going to, you know, Barack is now sailing from Michelle's hometown of Noth <laughs> yeah. with the Unsullied. And, I, you know, I thought that was a lovely thing. He he went without her. He loved her so much. He's going to go and protect her people. So if if Bran goes mad or the next ruler goes crazy, they'll be like, oh, we're going to post up over here in Noth. We'll be seeing you. So yeah. don't be trying nothing in Noth. Um, and then the Starks say farewell. I loved this whole scene where the Starks are lined up, and and I just loved it with Sansa, you know, apologizing to John for I tried to get you out of this whole thing. But his just the generous heart that John has is like, well, thanks for setting the North free. And then Arya does this, you know, he's like, so where are you gonna go? And she's like, I'm gonna get on, I'm gonna get on a boat. <laughs> and Sansa's like, where are you going? <laughs> Sansa's like, you didn't tell me this. I'm just, we're just now hearing about this. She goes, yeah, I'm going to go west of Westeros. That's I'm where the map stopped. Discover America. Yeah. 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 She's going to be the new Christopher Columbus. Hopefully without the colonization. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Girl, don't be no colonizer. I just feel like you could watch an entire show of just Arya just discovering new lands yeah. and just being. And she said that in like what, season five. She did. You know, like it's a harken back. No one knows what's west of Westeros. Yeah, when she was talking to the actress mm -hmm. and she's like, what do you want to do when this is all over? And I feel like everybody is headed in this direction. I mean, nobody knew that Bran wanted to be king, but I mean, what's he going to do? When you know everything, might as well be king. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. um, and then 
John kneels before his brother. I'm not Brian. And <laughs> says, your grace. I just wanted him to go, I'm not a man. I'm not your grace. I don't know. Uh, but then they had this kind of Was conversation. That, that, that line where, you know, John says, you're a man. And Brian says, almost. Is he a man now that he's king? I guess so. Is that what he was saying? Maybe. Oh, my God. Oh, snap. So John says, I'm sorry I wasn't there when you needed me. And he goes, you were exactly where you were supposed to be. I want to see the people's court with Brand deciding people's <laughs> beef. <laughs> you were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Judge Brand. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, it's going to be like, it's like Minority Report. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a little creepy. It's Brianna's be, yeah. the bailiff. Yeah, it is going to be minority. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, God. Um, I I have a feeling this is the last that we're going to see of John or Arya. I feel like as a king um, and queen, like Sansa and Bran, heads of state visit each other. So I feel like they're going to keep in touch. But I feel like we're not going to see we're gonna, those. It's going to be either never or a long fucking time before we see John or Arya back in the presence of either of these. Yeah. But if you go from that Lord of the Rings kind of um, treatment on this, I feel like John and Arya just ride into the mist. Yeah. But we'll get there. Um, so then we see Brienne sitting down. I like that you. She sits. She's now the commander, the Lord Commander of the King's Guard, which I was like, didn't even wasn't even picking up on that. Yeah. Um, and it didn't even pick up until we were watching that video that that, that insignia on her breastplate is a raven. Yeah, it's, it's a three-eyed raven. raven on their armor. Oh, wow. Which is cool as shit. It's really cool. Yeah, Bran's got his own sigil now. That's He's awesome. got his own sigil, like rocking the, the crow, the raven. So she sits down and she uh, updates Jamie's Wikipedia page. <laughs> That's what you so sorry. Spell your joke. I had Facebook for some reason. I don't know why. It's a really touching scene. It's it's sprouted a it million really memes uh, today. Like she's just <laughs> he was a dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what Les said. She said he's nicer than I would have been. I would have been like this motherfucker left me outside in the cold in my house coat. But she does. If you go he back, hit and, it and quit it. <laughs> he hit it and quit it. And then he did it. And with this, but like she goes and she because she's been there for. For the last half of his life, she regales yeah. all of his his exploits and yeah. his his triumphs. Yeah, and then we found out that they called the loot train um, battle. They called that the attack on the gold road. Right, battle of the gold road. Yeah, the battle of the gold road. That sounds so much better than <laughs> the loot train attack. The bog. So yeah, so she does this service to him as a knight. He yeah. knights her. She does the service to him. And I think this is this just speaks to who Brienne is as a character. Awesome. Um, I think even even though Jamie did her dirty, I think he she still loves him and just remembers that conversation they had. You know, Jamie says, you know, my my page is still, you know, there's still space and I don't know how people are going to remember me or what's going to be in that that page or that book. And she fills it in with, you know, and she, he died to saving her queen, somebody saving his please, queen. Somebody please give this woman like a weekend off. For real. <laughs> I love Brienne so much. I'm glad her. she made it through the end. Yeah. The last thing she writes in the book does died protecting his queen. And yeah. then, you know, nobody could read it because she slammed the book too fast <laughs> and smeared the ink. 
Don't you have to blow on that shit for yeah. at least 10 minutes? Yeah. People are like, for all I have <laughs> Died for his uh, spleen? <laughs> so um, then we got Mayor Pete setting up the small council meeting, which I love this whole thing because it harkens back to another moment about the chairs, the passive aggressiveness with the chairs yeah. when he's in this battle with Tywin and, and Cersei. And, and he drags the chair over to the head. Makes the loudest yeah. noise. But this time, you know, he's in charge of it. He's he's making it all like pristine and set up. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that he's not drinking. He didn't have hmm. a cup of wine in his hand. He's taking this seriously. Yeah. Uh, and then the small council arrives and, and they just sit wherever the they're fuck like they a want. bunch of pack of animals. <laughs> and so Tyrion's like, no, it's not right. <laughs> but just, you, you don't need to. And Bron just like huh, manhandled this here. <laughs> so Sam is the maester at King's Landing. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Sir Davos is the master of ships. He wasn't wearing coin uh, chains, was he? He had, he had a small chain. He had a small chain. Yeah. So they're keeping that tradition. Then. Yeah, he wasn't rocking the you know the the rapper platinum album chains yet. He <laughs> yeah. just had a couple. And then uh, you had uh, Sir Bronn of the Blackwater, Lord of High Garden, Lord Paramount of the Reach, and Master of Coin. So here's my question: If he was Lord of High Garden, why wasn't he at the Dragon Pit meeting? I don't know. Shouldn't he have been there? I think they that was named. He was named that afterwards because. They were giving away. Oh, the and then the Unsullied didn't go to the Reach. Yeah. Oh, okay. I that don't know. Sense. Interesting. That's the only explanation I can think of. Um, so they sit down and have this meeting. Can we just talk about how... Well, the, the whole meeting before they get started, uh, Sam presents him with a book, and he said that... Um, and the title is A Song of Ice and Fire. This is Maester uh, Ebro Slughorn's <laughs> History of the Wars Following the Death of King Robert... And uh, Sam, remember back in the library, Sam helped him with the title because he was given that long-ass title. And he's like, you might want something with a little bit more oomph to it, right? Yeah. Uh, Something a little more poetic. And he's very proud of himself. And I love that it's just a wink to George Martin. It's like, we got you, George. (laughs) Uh, And then this funny moment happens where Tyrion's like, oh, was it it unkind to me? What what do they say about me? What do they say about me? And he's like, oh, was it it bad? And Sam's like, well, um, um... uh, so Tyrion's not even in the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not even mentioned, and he's just which like, is weird because he you think because like he was like accused of killing Joffrey for the longest. He's time. He's a big player in this, and he's I love that player. Tyrion's like a small man casts a large shadow, and he's not even in it. Now Bronn finds this hilarious, and so <laughs> yeah. does sort of everybody at that table has Tyrion's number. Yeah. Probably Brienne will be too nice to say anything, you know, in front of him. But the, all the looks that they exchange, it's just hilarious. And then Bran rolls in to check on the first meeting, the first minutes of the meeting. And he's being rolled in by Sir Brienne, right? And he asks about... Oh, he was being rolled in by a pod. Well, he's rolled out by a pod. He's oh. rolled in by Brienne, I noticed. Huh. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And pod has been made a knight as yeah, well. Yeah, isn't so he? He's, he's part of the King's yeah. Guard now. Sir Pod. Oh. Yes, Pod. We love him. Uh, so Bran rolls in to check on everybody, and he's asking about, like, checking on, has anybody seen Drogon? Mm-hmm. And Sam goes to answer and says he was last seen headed east. And then Bran cuts him off. I, and nowhere to be found. Just, I feel was Bran was Bron covering for Drogon in some weird way. 
Did or he? Or is he was just impatient to get on with the meeting and didn't want to hear about it? I just, there was a weird moment there where I was like, I think he, Ron... he was probably impatient because he keeps cutting off Sam as, as the meeting goes on. Yeah. But I mean, if he's heading east, then that probably fuels our theory that he's, he's going back to Essos where it all started. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly where he would go. Yeah. He's going to go to warmer climbs. He's going to go deep into Essos. He's probably going to go where the, dra- the dragons still roam. Because mm-hmm. there are all these wild dragons that are out in the world that nobody talks about. You know, they talk about them in the books. So I feel like that's where Drogon is going to go. Yeah. Um, but I just read that little moment with Bronn, like, we need to talk about it. That's his business. You know, leave that dude alone. But I think I'm just reading into it. I want I want Drogon to have a whole world and backstory and things to do. <laughs> but then Bran says his brand shit, like, uh, never mind. I'll just go check on him myself. I go warg and holler at that bitch. Wouldn't it have been so funny if he just warged for like two seconds? Like, he's fine now. I thought he was going to do it. <laughs> I, I thought, thought he was going to do it too. Bran's going to straight up warg in the meeting and they'll be like, okay, this king is weird. <laughs> um, I have to go now. <laughs> and then they all do. I have to go now. And then they do the, their long may he reigns all out of sync. <laughs> and it completely sucks. Then, then Tyrion's like, that will improve. And he goes, I'm sure it will as he rolls out of the room. And yeah. that, that's when Podrick rolls around. I think Bran is just loving all of this. I think Bran <laughs> is just having the best time. Again, everybody knows everybody very, very well. Yeah. And I feel like I know everybody's done with the series. I understand things end and I'm not a child. But I'm just like in my head, like, oh my God, I would just watch a whole. I would watch five seasons of that small council meeting. Just even, this... even if it was just like an SNL skit. Like, right. I would do that. Right. But just like Brand going, guys, guys, just some sort of like fuck uppery that this small council yeah. has come up with. <laughs> and then they do get into this whole thing. Well, we know that on the council, we're missing uh, the master of whispers, uh, the master of laws, and the master of war. So they got to fill out those, they got to put out a little uh, Craigslist. You know, mm-hmm. listing to get those in there. And then as they, <laughs> I love that Sir Davos is like, uh, so the, he's asking about the ships. Yeah. Um, Tyrion asks about the ships and he goes, oh yeah, this dude of many lofty titles needs to cut loose some coins so I can. And then Bronn is like, you know, if we don't, if we pay for this and that and the other won't be no coin. And then Davos goes, any. And he goes, oh, you're the master of, uh, the, the master of grammar, grammar now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a fucking mess. It's just going <laughs> to be a mess. And so they need, like, Sam's making a case for hygiene. You know, we're trying to rebuild the city. And, and Bronn's just like, well, if you're weak, you die. If you're strong, you live. And he's like, what? Yeah, I, Sam's like, what the fuck are you doing? Who is this guy? And we need to, like, bring food back to the city. And, you know, we need to rebuild our fleet. And then Bronn's like, whores, brothels. <laughs> We need more brothels. <laughs> we totally need more brothels. And People are really... starving. Whores. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but, you know, and that's when uh, Sam was like, do we really need to do that? I feel like that's not really part of, uh, probably a priority. And yeah. Bond's like, well, you're not using them properly. Yeah, you're not using them properly. And, and then Brianna's is just trying like, I think ships are and like, it's pretty presumptuous of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, I didn't realize that Tyrion says that thing about the honeycomb and the jackass this is the third time he's tried to tell this joke and i hadn't been paying attention yeah um he did it when he was on trial with uh lady aaron lady aaron at river run mm-hmm. he also brings it up with gray worm and masande when they're drinking when they're trying to tell each other jokes yeah so the last time we see Tyrion 
he starts into this joke. I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel. Yeah. And we don't know how the joke ends. So now we're at the very end here. John goes to Castle Black. He's got that look on his face like this motherfucking place again. <laughs> this miserable place. But when he goes in the gates, you see Tormund, and you're like, what? Because mm-hmm. then I remembered Tormund said, we're going to go back to Castle Black, the free folk and I, and we're going to wait till spring breaks, and then we're going to go back home mm-hmm. to our lands. So John sees him, and again, I don't think this transpires. Uh, well, I feel like he goes there, and then time spans, because we do another fade to black, because we fade up, he's picking up Longclaw, He's yeah. in the blacks again. He mm-hmm. looks even more like the old John. Yeah. Um, and he looks down over all of the free folk. There's a lot of children there, I notice. A lot of children. Um, and kind of like this knowing, smiling way. Oh, he also said hello to a ghost. Yep. Do I take it to mean that they went back in and digitally had him pet ghost because people like lost it so much about him not saying goodbye to ghost? I think the episode would have been done by then, by the time that episode four came well, out. They went in and digitally removed the cups, the cup from the scene. Yeah, but I mean, that's like adding a whole other scene. I, I don't know. Someone was saying on the internet, and again, we know how reliable that it, is, yeah. that they took a scene where John said hello to Ghost, greeted him, and put it there. I don't know. Anyway. No, the thing was that when John leaves Winterfell, yeah, he that doesn't, he, pet, he doesn't pet ghosts and everyone got mad because, and then David Nutter said, oh, the, you know, the CGI wasn't there. Uh, tune in next week to find out why. <laughs> so. So, so he does say hello, not only to ghosts, but they're reunited. This is not just yeah. like, hey, what's up? And then our final scene mirrors our pilot. Um well, we had this little montage of what's happening with the Starks. Oddly enough, we don't flash back to Bran, but we see Arya on board uh, her ship Yeah. with the direwolf sigil as her sails. Yeah. You see Sansa getting ready for her day. Her her outfit is now adorned with the weirwood tree leaves. Um, we see her walking through the hall and everybody bow, bowing down to her. Uh, and then we see Jon... You know, the wall door opens and him and the free folk are spilling out. We cut back to, you know, Arya and Sansa. Sansa's being crowned. Now she has the the crown that kind of mirrors a little bit Cersei's crown, I want to say. But it's the two direwolves. Mm-hmm. I don't know the, if which direwolves they would be. I don't, yeah, they're just direwolves. Would it matter? They're just direwolves. Yeah. Uh, and then Arya's like facing out to sea. And the last thing we see of John is... He looks back at the wall, and and I don't know if I'm getting this right or not, but I feel like he's looking back at the wall like I'm never coming back here That's again. what I thought, too. Yeah, I think he's going to never come back to the wall. I think he's going to go live with the free folk, well, but with Ghost we, and Tormund yeah, and all those people. Yeah, well, before we, we predict what he's going to do, I just really loved the, this montage because it's really like the Starks ended up on top. They did. They're they're essentially ruling the best parts of Westeros now. Well, Ned played the long game is the joke that's around the you know. Yeah. <laughs> Got myself beheaded. But you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It was it was really emotional watching all of it. It really was. Like just, just thinking about all of what all those characters had to go through to be to where they are now. Well, everybody got what they needed. And again, this was always about the Starks, you know, Brand's purpose was to rule. Mm-hmm. You know, Sansa's purpose was to rule the North. 
the true yeah. Stark in Winterfell. There always has to be a Stark in Winterfell, you know. And then Arya gets to go travel the world, walk the earth. Yeah. See what's so we there. have Sands in the North, Brain yeah. in the South, and Arya's going west, going west, yeah, west of Westeros. And then beyond the Wall, you know, if there's ever a rise of a Night King, which I'm gonna tell you, the next threat that's gonna happen is all them little Craster babies that get turned into White Walkers. <laughs> There's going to be a baby army <laughs> attacking the free folk. There's going to be 98 Craster babies that got put out in the snow. There's going to be a threat. Possibly. There's going to be a fight that's going to last 15 minutes. Um, do you think he's going to live with the free folk? Or absolutely. Do you th- or do you think he's he's going farther and seeing what, what's, what else is out there? I think that's where he wants to put his feet up by the fire, live under the moon and the stars, I think that's where he feels at home. He's not a Stark. He's not a Targaryen. I feel like John is his own entity. I guess obviously he. Re- I think he relates more to being a Stark, mm-hmm. and has never seen himself as a Targaryen. But I feel like he's not even felt like he was a Stark at some point. He says that out loud. This is how he was raised. So with the Free Folk, they're like, "Fuck your titles. Fuck your great houses. Yeah, you don't need all that shit to roll with us. You're one of us." I mean, Tormund tells him. This is where you belong, brother. Mm-hmm. You belong with us. You know, whether he becomes their ruler or whatever, I feel like he's just going to like, that's going to be his people. And I think the brothers of the Night Watch over there, but like, we don't know what happened. And he went ranging. <laughs> yeah. He was on his horse and he went ranging and he was never heard from again. And they're not going to tell any fucking body. The only person who cares is Grey Worm. Well, there, there are no brothers of the Night's Watch. They're all gone. That's right. There are no brothers of the Night's Watch. Well, there was a few, who, the two dudes who escorted him. And they'll also, like somebody said, they'll be sending like yeah, the true. unfit like, where did those and whatever. Guys come from? Because in that in the Battle of the, uh, uh, Winterfell, uh, what's his name was like, um, we're the last, the last three. Last but we one talked about, I think the... we, we established the last three of that group, that initial group that hung out. Oh. Right? Because they sent ravens to the remaining brothers of the night's That's watch right. to come so i feel like there's still some and again people are going to fuck up they're going to yeah. be sent to the wall or abdicate from their thrones or yeah. you know or maybe they just like change the whole you know the requirements of being a brother of the night's watch well no, seeing the blade of grass um pop up through the snow tells me that summer is coming to this part of the world again let's go to the weather it's snowing in winterfell Right, mm-hmm. I mean, snowing in um, King's Landing. Maybe this summer is is coming back and it's going to remain in this part of the world because until the Children of the Forest, you know, sacrificed that dude who became the Night King, it was green mm-hmm. and lush before they even built the wall. So maybe that's where they're headed. Yeah, I don't know. I do not know. Someone's got to fix the wall. See. Otherwise, it's nearly not. It's going to be cracked. It's know. not really a wall, is it's it? It's not really a wall. It's more like a. It's just a wall feature. <laughs> it's a tourist uh, attraction. But I just, I loved where it ended. Um, I think it was always meant to end this way. I wasn't disappointed in it. No. And I'm not trying to be cr- contrarian to people who are like, you know, hating on it or whatever. I feel like, you know, your opinion is your opinion. I just feel like just the, the a lot of this stuff has just been bandwagoning. And again, I just, it just disheartens me that people just haven't seen it for what it really is meant to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I think I took advantage of, of watching the first seven seasons without all of that noise. Yeah. <laughs> you missed out um, on a bunch of craziness. Yeah. And, you know, it was annoying to, to have to go through this season to um and go through all of that. But I think, you know, at the end, it's like what I said last week. I'm, I'm ready to accept whatever happened. And I accepted it. And I loved it. It's going to be so interesting and so fun now to sit down and watch the entire yeah series knowing what happens knowing what happens and then looking at some choices they made and i think maybe people if they do that they'll maybe see that this wasn't a rushed sloppy lazy last season and yeah, that D were not pushed into a corner yeah and that they weren't threatened and they were like didn't ask for 13 but were only given six they were totally in control of this and i feel like if people sat down and actually watched it from the beginning maybe they'll see that yeah i hope it's been great um, talking about this. We're going to lay down Game of Thrones now. There won't be any other Game of Thrones podcasts. Sad. I know. But um, we we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. I know there's all kinds of after shows and things on Game of Thrones. Hopefully we've served it well, you know. And thank you guys for listening for sure. Um, and now our watch is ended. I know everybody says that on the podcast, but we really mean it. <laughs> and now our watch is ended. Bye, guys. Bye.